0: Welcome back to our study of John's Gospel. I'm Ian and this is the Salar Time to Pause podcast from Plexus Salvation Army, an online church in the UK. On Monday we considered the story of Abraham and Isaac on Mount Moriah. Today we return to John's Gospel to consider Jesus' words in the light of that story. Last time we thought about how God loved the world so much that he had to do something about that love and today we'll be considering what it was that he did. But let's start by hearing the words of Jesus again. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him.
1: I will stop and breathe.
0: One thing that frequently saddens me is stories of Christians who believe that God is a punishing and vengeful deity. I would love to think that this idea is being confined to the dustbin of history, and yet I still hear it, most frequently in the mouths of those who are trying to persuade others to become Christians themselves. And while the language that they use may have changed from the days of doer faced men wandering the streets with sandwich boards, The misinformed message has not. The message that suggests that you must repent and turn to Christ or you'll burn in hell. How sad it must be to believe that faith is purely about avoiding hell, avoiding the punishment of God, rather than about enjoying the benefits of a real and present relationship with our loving Creator. And what's more, and I think this makes it doubly sad, you'll often find that the verse we just heard read to us is one that they will frequently also use in their attempts to persuade people to follow Jesus. But this verse isn't one about God's vengefulness. This verse reminds us that God's nature is one of love and compassion, that he sent his son into the world to save us, not to condemn us. This is a message of hope and encouragement for all, no matter where we may be in our spiritual journey. It tells us that God's love is offered freely and voluntarily. God gave his son, Jesus, to the world as a sacrifice for our sins, not because we earned it or deserved it, but because of his great love for us. The act of giving is not something to take lightly. It requires sacrifice and selflessness. Jesus' coming was the ultimate act of love and sacrifice. It shows us the extent of God's love for us. It's a reminder that God loves us so much that he was willing to give his own son for our salvation. This is where the similarity with the story of Abraham and Isaac comes in. For in many ways that scene foreshadows the event of the cross. Isaac, the sacrificial son, carrying the wood up the hill just as God's own son Jesus would do, and Abraham willingly offering up his son as a sacrifice for sin just as the heavenly Father would do yet ultimately this sacrifice was not required of Abraham. Indeed, from this story we learn that human sacrifice, despite being a common religious practice of the time, was something that was now forbidden in the worship of Yahweh, something that had always been forbidden in the worship of the one true God. And what's more, through the appearance of the ram, we learn that the true sacrifice itself was one which God would provide. This giving points to the fact that our salvation is not something that we can achieve on our own, but it requires the intervention of Jesus. On Mount Moriah, Abraham learned that the sacrifice that God truly wanted was not something that he was going to be able to achieve on his own. In fact, Abraham learned that even the greatest sacrifice that he would ever be able to offer would be barbaric and would be totally opposite to what God wanted. God was teaching Abraham that the giver in the relationship between man and God is God. He was teaching us that God gives to us. He does not require that we give to him. Yet Abraham was not the only willing participant in this story. Isaac needed to be willing too. As Isaac grew up, Abraham will have taught him the covenant which will have become deeply etched in Isaac's heart and soul. So much so that Isaac, too, must have believed in the Lord's all-sufficiency. Like his father, he knew that if he died, God had the power to raise him up again. And whether or not God chose to resurrect him, Isaac was ready to lay down his life in obedience to the Lord's command to Abraham. In the attitude of Isaac, therefore, we see also a foreshadowing of Jesus, who willingly offered himself as the lamb to be sacrificed. John tells us that God loves us so much that he gave his son. And in the story of Abraham and Isaac, we discover that he loved us so much that he also gave himself. He is the one who paid the penalty for our sins and made a way for us to be reconciled. This is the message of the gospel, that through faith in Jesus we can have our sins forgiven and be made right with God. So as we go into today, let us remember that God is not vengeful or punishing. Let us rejoice that he is full of mercy and grace. And most of all, let us be grateful for the gift that God has given us and be willing to share this message of hope and salvation with others.
1: How deep the Father's love for us How fast Beyond all measure, that he should give his only son to make a wretched treasure. on his shoulders gifts, no power, no wisdom. my room.